It's a new decade and a new season of the return to embodiment. I'm looking forward to sharing how embodiment is from the perspective of various people within the dance movement therapy community and beyond. I invite curiosity about how embodiment is to each of us without prescribing what that should look like by highlighting the voices of individuals, some of whom have spent their entire lives studying this concept directly or indirectly, personally as well as professionally. I hope that this may prompt heuristic investigation of that which moves each of us through our lives or that which prevents us from moving freely and authentically. I don't believe there's a right answer, but I hope that by gathering these stories, we'll paint a picture of how embodiment moves us collectively. There's a mural in Barcelona, The Kiss of Freedom by Joan Font Cuberta, in which each unique tile is a photograph that describes freedom for a particular person. And together, these tiles form the larger image of a kiss. So maybe for some, it's playing a fierce drum solo that reverberates within, or reaching the summit of a hill at sunrise, nursing a child to sleep, finding flow in a basketball dunk, or spooning with a lover and feeling the rise and fall of their breath. Why is it so important to me to collect these stories to create a larger picture of embodiment? Perhaps because I believe it's opposite disembodiment while adaptive and necessary sometimes is destructive. For example, I see it in how we deny what's true and authentic within or become desensitized and apathetic because of the virtual overload of information or when we dissociate due to trauma or addiction and this perpetuates the increasing isolation of modern life not knowing myself and not being known by another you know we all succumb to this sometimes but I believe embodiment is a process of reawakening calling one another home. I had a conversation with my husband about embodiment and he said creaky. Embodiment is creaky, speaking to how his joints felt when he woke up in the morning. I can relate to this and his wry honesty is beautiful to me. It exposes that sometimes embodiment connects us to what hurts. In fact, we all suffer and eventually all that we hold and see and touch and love will pass away. I spoke with a friend who was grieving and she gestured to an aching loss in her chest. And I too have known similar ache. It is comforting that we are not alone in this. If we can be with one another with grace for those tender parts. Perhaps embodiment helps us to hold ourselves and one another more gently with the balm of compassion 
with gratitude for lessons hard learned and a sense of sacredness in the face of our impermanence. How does embodiment help you inhabit more fully this life? My sister Josie is a musician, and she shared with me that music, playing music, listening to music, is one of the things that connects her most to her sense of embodiment. So I'm sharing with you some of her music in this podcast. I'm Kim Rothwell, and I'm welcoming you to the Return to Embodiment. You said if you had two minutes with me, you would hold me close and listen to my heartbeat and smell my hair. You said that looking into my eyes was like staring at the sun. You couldn't do it for very long. And I felt ready to give it away. And come live with you in the cottonwoods. You looked for me out of airplane windows. Flights were booked and canceled, and you sent me poetry. And I felt ready to float down the river with you and draw the See the light shine through the cotton wool. 